Now I'd like to call on IFPRI Director General Schengen Fan to give an overview of the report. Well, thank you for coming. This is the eighth edition of the Global Food Policy Report. And I have seen some of you who have come here every year. So let me congratulate for, for you, uh, to you for doing that. Now, right now, the F SDG Sustainable Development Goals are not on track. So not just the SDG 2, ending hunger and malnutrition. Many goals are off track. Why is that? But partly because we ignored it, rural areas. And rural areas account for probably 50% or even 60% of the pop population. And hunger, malnutrition, and other challenges definitely are proportionally in rural areas. But there are some good news, particularly from research, from knowledge generation community. The one report is called an Eat Lancet Commission Report that highlights the need to change our diet. So what you eat really matters to your health, to your nutrition, nutrition status, as well as to our environment. So look at the food you eat. So think about it, the impact on our environment, impact on your own health. Another report is from intergovernmental agent or intergovernmental panel on climate change. So the latest report on how the climate change has evolved over time and how does that affect many development indicators, particularly this SDG2 in ending hunger and malnutrition. Now, the rural area is facing some crisis or continue to face some crisis, as I can see. One is where malnutrition persists in rural areas. In many parts of the world, the malnutrition rates in rural areas are two times, three times higher than urban areas. And the rural areas do not have access to good drinking water, good sanitation. That's part of the problem why so many children are stunted. And in addition, land, water have been degraded in many parts of the world, including my own country, China, because of overuse of fertilizers, pesticides. So the land has been degraded. And the rural areas has become unlivable. And obviously, the poverty. Poverty is a rural phenomenon. Most of the poor and hungry people in the world today are smallholders, and they live in rural areas, probably 60 70%, even more. So what do we do? I think rural revitalization is a solution. We have seen that in many countries. South Korea, this so-called new village movement in the 70s, in the 80s, that has helped to transform the rural areas in South Korea. So now if you go to South Korea, good living conditions, and poor hunger are absent. And China, my own country, we call it rubenomics, to use well, this term to integrate rural development and urban development together. Yes, it is still the case that majority of poor hungry people are in rural areas in Western China, but the initiative to revitalize rural areas will provide a great opportunity for these poor hungry people to move up and to, to integrate them into the overall dynamic economic development process. Some of the IT uh, platform, so Taobao Village, you might have not heard about that, is one of the largest initiatives done by Alibaba to link millions and millions of smallholders to millions and millions of urban consumers through the internet platform. You can order your food, you can order your product from anywhere 
including smallholders. Now, the European Union, we know that the European Union used to subsidize its agriculture. I think like 40 billion Euro EU you know, destroyed the trade and lots of inefficiency. But over the last uh, five years or decade, they have reformed that subsidy to use direct income support to use the subsidies or to save the money from subsidies to develop the rural infrastructure to help to educate the farmers uh, and the rural uh, village, villagers. So you will see that the, the European uh, rural areas has been transformed as part of that effort. So 2019 Global Food Policy Report zoom in how we're going to revitalize rural areas. So connectivity and integration is so critical. Internet, broadband connections, infrastructure, access to energy will help to generate farm and non-farm jobs. Here I wanted to emphasize non-farm. If you really wanted to transform the rural areas, non-farm migration must be part of the solution. And uh, gender equity. I think in rural areas, the women probably account for 60, maybe even 70 percent of the population right now. So how are we going to empower them to tackle some of the challenges we have in rural areas? Environment. As I said, I think among all the crises, the crisis in the environment is probably one of the most prominent. Because of degradation of the environment, the people don't want it to stay there, the youth don't want it to come back to the villages, so we must fix the environment. Then rural energy. Access to energy is so critical. Not just a traditional, that's a public grid. I think more importantly is the renewable energy, more decentralized approach to make sure that many poor Africans, South Asians, have access to energy. It is still the case that only probably 30% of the population in, in, in Africa or South, South Asia have access to electricity. Governance. Again, this is so critical. How can we empower the, uh, the rural population to make sure that they can set their own priorities? They can make sure that their politicians are accountable to what they are doing. This sort of top-down approach is not going to do work. So bottom-up, my, my own village, great village, everything has been transformed in the last 40 years. Income probably increased by 20 times, 30 times. But it's the environment. Well, the government wanted to fix the environment instead of letting the villages decide what they can do to fix the environment. The government invested in building some sort of a waste treatment to treat the manures from animal production. And in my village, nobody is doing any animal production anymore. So you can see misallocation of the resources because they didn't listen to the demand from the rural residents. So fixed government is very much part of the tea building blocks. So with that, thank you very much. I will, we will listen to some of the experts, the chapter authors, to really zoom in to some of the key elements, key issues of revitalizing rural areas. Thank you.